Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, yesterday, final hour, Fritzy wrote some poetry for McLovin. It's almost, uh, what was the movie where uh, you had... Not Cyrano de, de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Steve Martin. And, and Fritzy was Cyrano de Bergerac. And, uh, you know, he was writing your poetry for you. I was flattered that uh, McLovin was willing to try to incorporate uh, the prose and he kind of stuck it into his Snoopy uh, birthday card. For How did wife. it go, McLovin? Honestly, I pulled an audible and pulled it out of there for oh, the last second. I just disappointed. I cannot give another man's poetry to my wife on her birthday. I decided that it wasn't the right call. It was just too sweet and tender. And I, I was like, well, what if this goes wrong? And she's like, why don't you write me stuff like that? Oh. Uh. Okay. And is he, is he seriously, he's my Cyrano de Bergerac, Todd? Yeah. No. He says all the things that you can't. If I'm trying to avoid <laughs> a woman, if I'm trying to break up with a woman, then I'd have Todd give me love advice. All right, final hour here, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick's show. By the way, uh, I mentioned that we have a sale going on. I surprised everybody. I said we're giving away DP Show t-shirts, $10. Every t-shirt, $10. Go to danpatrick.com. Uh, we've sold uh, over 3,000 of those T-shirts there. We got hoodies on sale. Uh, we got some other things. Just go to the website. 
I just thought, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's celebrate today. Have some fun today. And I think I got in this mood yesterday after what happened with Tiger Woods. Like so many times, we just move along with life, and then something happens, and we go, oh, we got to treasure life and every day. And you know, this isn't a morbid day. This is this is a good day. It's it's a celebratory day because we know what happened just over a year ago with Kobe Bryant. That's a morbid day. That's a tough day. That's a bad day. Tiger's alive. And for a couple hours yesterday, we weren't quite sure if he was in the clear. But non-life-threatening injuries, I don't know if he plays golf again. That's not important to me. I was thinking, and I'm still thinking, of Tiger the person, not Tiger the golfer. I did think of Alex Smith yesterday, the Washington quarterback. When he suffered his injury, and he had an infection, and he nearly lost his life, then he nearly lost his leg. And I kept thinking, with Tiger having a compound fracture, but they're putting a rod in there, pins in there, screws in there, and they want to stabilize Tiger's injuries. And that's what I thought of, you know, that you get in that situation where it gets infected, and that's when Alex Smith nearly lost his life and then nearly lost his leg. But Tiger, by all accounts, awake and uh, still in the hospital, but he's alive. And I think that's the most important part with all of this. Plus, I still go back to what I said in the first hour. He gave us that world reminder. There are times when an athlete is just looking for that last chance, just to remind people of who they used to be. They can't do it as often as they once did. And Tiger gave us that world reminder in 2019. You know, LeBron reminded us again last year. Tom Brady reminded us again this year. These great athletes, and they get that opportunity, they take advantage of the opportunity, and it's a world reminder. You know, Michael Jordan had a world reminder. There was a 10-part documentary on Michael Jordan. That was just a world reminder of, I used to be pretty good. Just in case you forgot or you weren't around, I used to be pretty good. Tom Brady did it last month. LeBron did it a couple of months ago when he won an NBA title and is still doing it. Serena is trying to do that world reminder. Give us one more major. That's what we love. You know, Jack at 46 at the Masters, 1986, he gave us a world reminder of, oh my gosh, he still is the Golden Bear. Those moments, thankfully, thankfully we got that with Tiger Woods. A world reminder in 2019. If he never plays again, I'm okay. I think it's more important when you think about the person, and a lot of times we don't. We think the athlete, the, the aura of invincibility, and they're people. And Tiger, we have seen. He is a person. Um, and I think we saw that, you know, that, that came to light in a variety of ways the last decade or so. And hopefully he gets the opportunity to just heal. Uh, and I think that'll be saying a lot. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Coming up, he played Shooter McGavin in the movie Happy Gilmore. Christopher McDonald will join us along with Mr. Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler. 25 years ago this week, Happy Gilmore. Filmed it up in Vancouver. Bob Barker was not the first choice for uh, Adam Sandler to get into a fight with on the golf course. Really? Not the first. No. Are you teasing us? Yes. Yeah. I'll let Sandman tell you about it, but they had no idea what they were doing back then, 25 years ago. And Sandler, you know, 
Happy Gilmore's a hockey player. He's going to play on tour. And Shooter McGavin is the best player on tour. And, of course, it's a mess. But, you know, it's still one of those that you can keep watching. How about this? Would there ever be, did they think about a Happy Gilmore 2? I mean, if Sandler gave us grown-ups 1 and 2, he could at least give us Happy Gilmore 1 and 2. Yes, Todd. So that would be Happy Gil more. I thought you'd love that. Instead of Happy Gilmore, instead of just putting a number two at the end of it like everybody does, Happy Gil hyphen more. No, you're not feeling that. Poll question, <laughs> McLevin, what do you have for me? Okay, which team would be best served to replace Do you want their... to change it in the final yes, hour? Yes, I have a, a, off the guest, I have a question that I'm going to spring on you guys okay. out of nowhere. And this okay. is... This is sort of Paulie's wheelhouse, but I'm still going to spring it. What type of sport makes the best sports movie? Because you have golf with Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore. I have some examples here. Hockey with Slapshot, Mighty Ducks. Football, Any Given Sunday, Longest Yard. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's, there's any choice here. But I think, I think it's an obvious choice. Well, there's two of them, though. I think they're two heavyweights. Okay. Baseball and boxing. Boxing would be my choice. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought boxing's the number one seed. Yeah, yeah, Paul. You're right with boxing. Baseball as well. There's a lot of anticipation. I think football is the toughest because football movies rarely look like football. People have the wrong numbers. Like there's an offensive lineman, number 42. or It, it, it never feels right. Football. Well, we always look at the quarterback and want to know if Keanu Reeves can really throw a football. That, that, and then John Goodman was in a baseball movie. And we want to know if John Goodman can actually swing a bat and be Babe Ruth. Uh, Robert Redford in The Natural. Did he look like Kevin Costner was a ball player and he looked like a ball player. Bull Durham. Charlie Sheen could pitch. That's what you're looking for. And I think we always look at the quarterback and we go, you know, I mean, Sandler, longest yard. Did, did he look like a quarterback? Could he play like a quarterback? Was he believable? Because we know the difference. When you tune in to watch something like that. Yeah, Paul. But The Natural is considered a great baseball movie with Robert Redford, Glenn Close. But it's such a, you have to suspend, as a suspend disbelief. There's a scene where Robert Redford is playing a 19-year-old and he's dating Glenn Close and he's 57 years old when he shot the scene. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. But it works. The movie worked. Yes, McLovin. What do you think of his form, though? I thought he looked pretty athletic. Uh, a little slow. Bat was a little slow. I think I could sneak a, uh, sneak a breaking ball by him. I think I can bring some cheese. Yes, yeah, but I would rather watch an old person or like an older person rather try to play their younger self than that digital thing that they did in that De Niro movie oh, where they looked God. like they were like painted together and like, no, look, I'm actually young now. Like, no, you're not. That was the worst. What was the name of that movie? Irishman. Yeah, Ugh. I couldn't get through it. Like, I, they should have done it where it would have been uh, like. Eight episodes. Yeah. Right. Make, make it episodic instead of a movie. But that, they won the Oscars, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, they got nominated for yeah, a bunch. Finally get Marty something, huh? Marty Scorsese. But didn't he win one? Yeah. Gangs of New York, was it? Depotted. Depotted. Oh, Depotted. Oh, I hated the Depotted. Depotted. Oh, so he won for Departed and not Goodfellas. I know. Right. Or Raging Bull. Or Taxi Driver. Taxi Raging Bull. That's right. like Newman won for The Verdict or something like Color that. Color of Money. Color yeah. of Money. Yeah. <laughs> All these great movies that are like, hey, you know, that guy's getting old and he's probably not going to be making too many more movies. We got to figure out a way to give him a, an Oscar. Yeah, McClellan. Does that mean yours is coming no. soon? Or I just, just want to be up there in memoriam. That's all. 
If if I get that when I die, when you're watching the Academy Awards, and it's on that uh, you know that Sunday, and they have the music and they put everybody up there. By then, I'll probably have 25 movies under my belt. James Dean had three. You've got 25. <laughs> I mean, come on. Help a brother out. You're right. You're right. Yes, Seton. Which movie, you know, like when they show you up there in memoriam, they, lots of times they show a clip of a movie mm. from, of that person. What, do you have a character you mean, that... You mean film. Excuse me. They show a clip of a film of, yeah. a, of a character that they play. Film. Um, which film of yours, which character that you've played? I think just go with it. Because then you could incorporate <laughs> Jennifer Aniston yeah. and Nicole Kidman with me, so they'd go, oh my God. He some heavyweights. He yeah. acted in a film with them. Yes, McClellan. I would hope it's TV's Randall Morgan, because we could be in the background. That was, uh, that's my boy. Yeah. What image, though, is the Celtics jersey? That, that's, that's the image. Oh, Larry Bird. Yeah, the one single image. Oh, and I dressed up as Larry Bird for Halloween. What was that, Grown Ups 2? I think. Yeah, Pauline. Well, you know, God forbid anything happens to Nicole Kidman, but maybe when she passes away and they do In Memoriam, they'll use her scene from Just Go With It where she's dancing with the coconuts. I know she's got a lot of other work in the tank, but yeah. there's a chance. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll happen. But that won't be the lead for Nicole Kidman. Probably not. <laughs> yes, McClellan. Let's, uh, how about Emmys, by the way? I think you could really be in the Emmys. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> Golden Globes. You yeah. love the Golden Globes. I do, because you get liquored up at the Golden Globes. That's I love that. I love to take inventory of uh, what's on somebody's table when, when they go around and and there's Brad Pitt and uh, you're like, well, what's he got there? That looks like some uh, some tequila. Yes, Todd. But the, but they do a montage of like two or three different clips usually, so you you have a little flexibility with what you'd want to do with the. In well, no, no, those are the famous people. They do have the in, in memoriam where they just show a face and then it disappears and then another face and then it disappears very very would you, slow would you like them to quietly put in like very low just for those couple of seconds would that make you happy or would you rather them not do that what do you think Tom? i'm gonna say you'd rather them not do thank that. you Tom. it'd yes. be pretty cool if the orchestra did do that though it'd be kind of cool if they did <laughs> subtle oh yeah the, hey it's, it's oh that's right this that's the sports center guy to refresh people's memory Yes, McClellan. Tin whistle. You know, we were talking about all-star snubs earlier today. An in-memoriam snub, that's the worst snub possible. You know how every year, yes. like, oh, they left three guys out? Because they can't bring you back the next year and say, hey, we, <laughs> yeah, we, one we, shot. Yeah, we made a mistake. We forgot to put in Fred Gwynn. Devin Brooker will be back. Fred Gwynn will not. Yes, Paul. Again, you're wrong. If you get snubbed at the Oscars, you Ooh. lead the next day's coverage. and You get the <laughs> stage all to yourself. Your death gets highlighted. No, no, I don't think my death will get highlighted. When, whenever you go, we'll make sure a few people we know, like people from our show, mm. are in the crowd. So like as they're going... They're going through the things, and they show you, oh, yeah, we'll scream and yell for that two-second bit. Thank you, boy. I appreciate it. We're that. trying. Uh, Rich in Ohio. Hi, Rich. What's on your mind today? Thanks for joining us. Hey, Rich. How hey, are you? Good. What's on your mind? I just wanted to reach out. Uh, I don't want to change the mood of the show too much, but I just wanted to reach out and thank you and the guys. Uh I listened to the today's show as I stood in line to get my vaccine, and it really, really helped. And I just wanted to let you guys know and, and give you a, a big thanks. Well, well, thank you, Rich. And I'm glad you got vaccinated as well. And thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think we were trying to set the tone when uh, we started the show a little more than two hours ago, and that had to do with Tiger Woods. But I just kept hearing the coverage yesterday. There was speculation in there. 
And I, I was not going to speculate on Tiger Woods. I mean, I know it's terrible for his golf career, but he's, he's alive. And we've been through this so many times I have in this business. There are times when I had to go on SportsCenter. When Jim Valvano died and he was battling cancer and he was there at ESPN and I knew the last day that he was there, and I did not socialize with Jim because I didn't want to get close to him. I had lost my dad to cancer. I was not going down this road. And selfishly, I didn't really get to know Jim. And the last day he was at ESPN, he asked me about that. He goes, uh, did, 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 did I do something? Like, it doesn't seem like, you know, we ever uh, connected. or You know, it was weird. We were in the, we were in the newsroom at SportsCenter. I said, and I told him why, and he started getting emotional. And he said, how long did they tell you your dad had to live? And I said, six months. And he goes, how long did he live? And I go, six months. And he was crestfallen. Like he started crying because he knew he was on the clock. And he said, will you do me a favor? When I die, make sure they put a good picture of me above you when you do my uh, obituary. And he said, and have fun. He said, I see sometimes, like then he got into Valvano, like he got animated. He says, I see the pictures, you know, so he passed away and it's not a good picture. You got to put a good picture of me over your shoulder. And I told everybody when Jim died and I had to do this story. And I said, just put a good picture up there. That's all. Just put a good picture. And so you have those moments you know, talking to Dale Jr., losing his dad. You know, that day yeah, that Kobe died. Like, this could have been so much worse. It was bad. We know what's worse. And I think trying to set the tone today, and we have months to be able to speculate on Tiger, the golfer, if you want to. I frankly don't care. Tiger the person, that's what I care about. And I think that's the important part today. He didn't die yesterday. Maybe his career did. But boy, what a career. He's the greatest golfer of all time. And he had just come off surgery. And he's 45. Even if you don't have surgery in that, in that sport, it's really hard to be great at a high level. But what he gave us, celebrate it. And remember those things. And root for him as a person to be able to come back because he got a long, long road for recovery here. With all of those surgeries, these injuries, just being able to walk. He already had back problems. He's had leg problems just to be able to come back and be normal, if you want to call it that. That's what we should be rooting for. We'll take a break. More phone calls, if you'd like. Uh, it'll be a special treat coming up. Our good friend Adam Sandler and uh, Christopher McDonald played Shooter McGavin. Uh, Happy Gilmore, 25 years ago. Would they consider Happy Gilmore too? Or as Todd like to say, Happy Gilmore. You know you like it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I do not. No, I don't. That's unfortunate. Thank you. Tom. I thought we had something. There. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Went in this morning, 
to a local grocery store. And uh, I actually was buying toothpaste, but I went by the uh, the razor portion of the uh, store in the, the aisle there. And I go, let me see if Dollar Shave Club's in there. There they were, Dollar Shave Club. Because I've been telling you about Dollar Shave Club. And they're at a store now near you. Now, you can go to dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick for more information. But if you go into your uh, local pharmacy, grocery store, now you can get your razors there, Dollar Shave Club. And there's no better razor. And what a great bargain. Premium six-blade cartridge, and that's if you shave every day. Or they have the four-blade cartridge, the less frequent shavers. But they have decided to put those in, in a cartridge, both cartridges in one starter box, so you can test drive both of them. For more information, dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick, dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick, and uh, check out Dollar Shave Club at your nearest store. You've got questions. we got answers. Welcome to the club. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales, service, and financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go that extra mile, taking that all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Tom in Ohio joining us. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP, good morning. Uh, prayers and thoughts for Tiger, of course. Um, I just, as a as a Browns fan, and for Browns fans everywhere, I think that uh, you guys are right. I think we need a bigger fan, uh, <laughs> maybe about 40 pounds on him, and then have the Steelers make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league and sign him to about 10-year deal. All righty. Thank you, Tom. Bigger Ben. We're going to change his nickname. But I guess he's coming back. Sounds like the Steelers wanting to come back. Question is, is it a one-year deal that he's going to come back? And, uh, yeah, everybody throws for 4,000 yards now, just so you understand. And everybody, it feels like if you're a a quarterback who's playing a majority of your games, you're going to throw for 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards, at least. Feels like you're going to complete at least 60% of your passes, throw at least 30 touchdowns, and throw at least for 4,000 yards. But... That's where you have to kind of, that's the the line of demarcation where you go, your quarterback should really be higher than that. It should be close to 45, 47, 4,800 uh, yards. It should be over 35 touchdowns. You know, the number of interceptions. You know, can you get to single digits? Or if you are 11 or 12 interceptions, something like that. But you look at Ben's numbers, and I've had some Steeler fans saying, hey, you think we should move on? Look at his numbers. Okay. What did Ben throw for last year? 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and he completed 65% of his passes. Unless I'm wrong, that's standard procedure here. Like, that's not a big deal. I need more out of my quarterback than just that. For a team that didn't have a running game, yeah, McLovin. You know, they look terrible when he's out, though. Not that they were perfect when he was in, but whenever it's like Mason Rudolph, I'm like, oh, the Steelers are just not the same. I mean, obviously, they're not the same team. No, and that's where I wonder, can Ben stay healthy the entire year? This feels like a one and done for Ben, and maybe it's, uh, you know, the, the team doing right by Ben and Ben doing right by the team. But they, that, that wasn't a, a scary offense, and I thought it could be. 
with Juju Smith-Schuster, Claypool, uh, Connor. I thought that they could be, you know, Pouncey just retired. You got to keep up with Baltimore and Cleveland now in your own division. Yeah, McClellan. Isn't it weird they don't run anymore either? Uh, I've, at least I don't think they well, do. I think they wanted to. But someone got hurt. Yeah, or the line got hurt. The penalty, one of the penalties is leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I wonder what the bigger picture is going to be for Pittsburgh. And, and that should be, do they go after a quarterback? Because Ben can't be upset if you go after a quarterback. Because it feels like this is his last year. Yeah, Paul. The other guy I was wondering about is Drew Brees. I think a lot of people, didn't, didn't they say, I think it was the week after the Super Bowl we were doing this show, and Sean Payton said, well, we'll have a decision here in a week or so. That was three weeks ago. Yeah, I know. It, it's very quiet down there, and there's no announcement. I'm just wondering if Drew Brees said, you know, this is not the way you want to go out. No fans, no title. You know, nobody wants to quit football. Nobody. Remember Steve Young told us that? Nobody wants to retire. I know, I know, I know. Especially with no fans and all that stuff. He could have had the whole week to himself if yeah. he decided to retire. But I don't know what he's waiting for. We're, we're getting closer to March now with Drew Brees. That's a long time from his last game to... Where we are right now, I can't imagine that he's going to be – I that, that the Saints would want him back. I can't imagine that. Because I think that they want to have Jameis Winston. They're planning on Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. Yeah, McLevin. Is that a team that's going to be threatening again? Did their window close? Even if Jameis is really good, I mean – Thomas was injured, and I don't know. Like, I'm not excited if I'm that fan base either way. The, the defense is good. I, I don't know about Michael Thomas. Like, that, that he became kind of a mystery. Said he was injured all last year. Yeah, I know. You know, Kamara is still, you know, great. But do you have enough playmakers on that team? Well, you got Taysom Hill, of course. So who is, is it the Bucks and uh, Cliff in that division? Because you got Atlanta we talked about rebuilding, New Orleans maybe rebuilding a little, Carolina. and Carolina's in rebuilding. Yeah, it feels like, you know, Tampa should be able to plug in, you know, a few victories within their own division. I, like, I don't rule out the Saints because of Sean Payton. And, and I'm fine with Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. Um. And hopefully he learned while being around Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That, that'll really be the key. Yeah, McLevin. Content-wise, wouldn't Taysom Hill be a little better for us? Because that is a giant mystery. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all about content. Content's king. But if you said, well, I mean, Jameis is interesting as well because of what happened. Uh, Tampa gets rid of him, and then they end up winning the Super Bowl. So, yes, Paulie. Are we ready to go? Yep. Is is Sandler there? Is uh, is is uh, Christopher McDonald there? Are we? Are you guys ready? Yes, I am. Oh, hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm good. Hi. Uh, so, so a, a full intro. If you're watching on Peacock, that's a uh, Christopher McDonald. He is a uh, Shooter McGavin on the right, and that's Adam Sandler. He's Happy Gilmore on the left. Uh, let me start with uh, the important person, Chris. How were you approached for the role of Shooter McGavin? Uh, Dennis Dugan, Dennis Dugan, the director, found me in the in the. Uh, we're up in Vancouver. I was working on another movie with Ray Liotta called Unforgettable, and I ran into Dennis Dugan in the lobby of the hotel. He goes, McDonald, we've been wanting you for the script. Uh, please take a look at this part. It's awesome, and that's how I. Uh, that's how it first came across. And then I, of course, like an idiot, wanted to turn it down because <laughs> I wanted to go see my family. So I thought, you know, I had little toddlers at home. 
what Dennis did, he went to Robert Simon's the producer and he said, Hey, McDonald will come if he can get him get his family up. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that it, Sam? And um, but before I had to do that, I had to sit down with Adam and I had to sit down and laugh for about twenty five minutes. So Oh yeah, man. I remember that, Chris, when we went out to eat, me and you. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I I'll tell can I just say two things, Chris? I do think uh, the Dennis Dugan, of course, loved you and wanted you. But I saw Thelma and Louise, and everybody was talking about this gorgeous guy in Thelma and Louise. And I went and saw it, and I kept going, he is gorgeous. At this <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> I, I say Chris McDonald. Brad Pitt, I kept going, I don't see what they see in this guy. But the Chris McDonald guy kept going. <laughs> yeah, but, but Sandman, what did you want Shooter McGavin to be? Wanted him to be strong, an athlete, a guy that's very confident and uh, would uh, not like uh, old Happy Gilmore very much and uh, played by the rules and kind of grew up with golf. And then I remember, Chris, when we went to uh, lunch, first of all, Chris didn't like the fact that Happy Gilmore was a little bit of a violent guy because in real life, Chris could knock me out, right? So. <laughs> He was like, I'm going to let this guy intimidate me. He got very uh, – he didn't love the fact that old uh, Adam Sandler was uh, uh, tough in the movie. But um, but I remember uh, also talking handicaps in the beginning, right? Like you you were you were playing a lot of golf then. I was, yes. I just happened to win a tournament down with Detlef Shrimp down in, in uh, Seattle. So I thought, God, I hope that movie's still around. And uh, sure enough, I called Dennis up and then we got together. When did you know it was something unique, Chris? Well, you never know, I don't think. Uh, it was just fun. It was a fun set. It was really fun material. It was uh, great cameos by wonderful actors. I mean, come on. Joe Flaherty, jackass. I mean, people like that just make me really laugh. And so I, I knew it was going to be funny, but I had no idea it was going to be what it is today. And that's, uh, I got that as the, the beautiful thing right now because it's generational. It's multi-generational. People are watching it with their grandchildren. So it's uh, it's got legs, as they say. Sandman, uh, tell me if this is true. Uh, did Kevin Costner shoot uh, turn down the role of Shooter McGavin? No, 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 no. I never heard of that one. No, I think the only guy we offered it to was was uh, Chris. That's the right. That's the right answer, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, no, I, really, I never heard of that one. Okay, and Bob Barker wasn't your first choice for you to oh. get into a fight with. Tim Hurley, he wrote it for Ed McMahon. And, McMahon. <laughs> and I think Ed McMahon said no. And then and then I think... Uh, Do you know if it ever got to Ed McMahon, Sandman? I, I really, I doubt that. But uh, so I think back then, we, we would write something and expect the person to read it and go, really? We get to hang out with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I got a life to live, you know? But... Uh, I, I doubt he got it. I think we heard something like uh, it's too vulgar or something for Ed or something like that. But it was a little, little, I think the script was a little rougher. Uh, we cursed a little bit more. Um, and then uh, when, when Ed said no, we, I think we dialed it down a little bit for Bob Barker and said, uh, uh, he's a daytime guy, man. Let's, let's go. But Bob Barker was just, he was so cool, man. So and fun. he wanted to do all of his own stunts. Yes, yes, yes. He was fighting with Chuck Norris. That I think they were next. <laughs> and Chuck was teaching some stuff. So uh, he, uh, Bob was came ready to go. It was like really early in the morning when I 
when we were on the set in, in Vancouver, we were up in, uh, I think, Big Bear, or, uh, not Big Bear, I forget, I forget the name of it, Bear, something, something Bear. And uh, it was a beautiful golf course, and it was really cold, but Bob, like, at 6.30 in the morning, was stretching out and getting ready. <laughs> Chris, your favorite day on the set shooting involved what? Oh, I got a few of them, but I got to say, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the bar scene, the 19th hole, if you will. When uh, I'm sitting there, what? I love that too, buddy. I, I love that. I love that scene. It's just so funny. It's just stand in my way, you'll pay. Listen to what I say. The way that ended was uh, people love, love, love that scene. It was so much fun to play because it was like finally mano a mano. I got this guy who's got this sick shot, and I just try to get him. You know, you should go in those uh, one of those. Uh, you know, long drive contest, you probably do very well. Just get the hell out of my life. So that kind of thing. That was a really funny scene and uh, uh, enjoyed doing it. And of course, uh, in in uh, in Happy's Happy Place, you know, Julie Bowen, a couple of kegs, a couple of pitchers of beer and, you know, and then that, that was so awesome. And then, of course, Grandma sucking on her tongue. <laughs> that was out there with fun. <laughs> Sandman, did you cut out 30 minutes of the film so you could get that PG-13 rating? I I don't know. Uh, I think the only thing we had a hard time with it, we probably cut out stuff that didn't didn't work. But I do remember in the beginning, you know, when Happy Gilmore curses a lot and we keep beeping beeping him and he's screaming at uh, missing a putt or something. Uh, (laughs) I remember they would say, you have to make the beep longer. We're hearing too much of the curse, so we we would have to go back a lot and make sure that you only heard just a slight F or a slight C for somewhere or that kind of stuff, and and uh, that was the only thing we had to fight about. And who came up with the your approach to your golf shot? Uh, that was me because I, I I've told this before, but what this the story was we were in Manchester, New Hampshire. And I, my father was a great golfer. He was very, very, just an ex- excellent golfer, golfed all the time. He retired at 54 and just became a real uh, heavy-duty golfer. And he'd go to the range, and I would go with him. And I brought my friend Kyle McDonough, who played pro hockey. Um, and Kyle, at the time we were in high school, was never really golfed, but was driving the ball so far. My father kept going, man, these hockey kids. Mm-hmm. What a swing. And he, my father loved Kyle so much. It was like, Kyle was the only guy in my life that I'd be like, dad, remember I'm your kid, man. What, what, why? Are you- <laughs> <laughs> he loved but, Kyle. He loved Kyle. Everybody loved Kyle. But, but uh, my father was, he was just a sweetheart of a guy, <clears throat> a great athlete and a great kid. And then, um, so I remember like, a few years later, we were talking about Happy Gilmore, and oh no, we were talking about our next movie. And I said, my friend was a hockey player who could maybe be funny to make a movie about that, a hockey mentality, but gets invited on the golf tour. And then uh, I wanted to do kind of a slap shot type of swing. Uh, Chris, um, you play the villain well. Did you want to play the villain? Did I want to play the villain? Yeah. Uh, I have had a lot of success in, in plays. Before that, I played Iago and, and uh, you know, Othello. And I just love that, 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 that richness. They had a play with Mark Medoff called When You Coming Back, Red Rider, where I was the, you could hear a pin drop. That's how much, how, that's how mean and, and, and threatening this guy was. So I, I learned to enjoy it. And uh, I just think villains are a lot of fun because, you know, we all have that in us, but uh, 
it's just delicious to be able to like let it you know go out carte blanche like that and um so i didn't mind that at all i just I think it's the comedic part that's the hard part because you're bouncing off a guy who's really really funny but also very angry kind of thing so you're just kind of like oh you want to play like that let's do this and so it's like one upsmanship <laughs> and that's what thing works really well in this movie uh happy gilmore 2 sandman has that been discussed has not been discussed, but it certainly has been discussed on the internet. And uh, and uh, that that uh, believe me, that senior tour idea, I would not. It would be so amazing to go around with. Are you do. both in, Sandman? Can I green like this? Yes, yes, you can green like this. I don't know. If we can green like <laughs> this just ended the Dan Patrick Show. Happy Gilmore Two has been green lighted or lit or something like that. Chris, are you in? I am double in. Yes, I would love to do it. Everybody's been screaming for it, like Adam said on the internet, and um, you know, I just, I, I, I just got to say, it would be a complete blast. The senior tour with us too. Oh my god! What do, what do people say to you on the street, Chris, about this well, movie? They say they love it. They, they, I mean, it depends on where I am. If I'm in a ball game or you know any kind of athletic event, it's shoot. They will. They won't let me go anywhere. But worst case scenario was I, I was in a, in a restroom trying to relieve myself uh, at, a, at a ball game up in Buffalo, and got one guy recognized me. My hat was down. I was good. I got through the line, got to the urinal, and he was like, "Dude, you shooter!" And it, it was crazy. I just thought, it, "Get me out of here now!" But uh, but that happens in airports now too. But if you walk in New York City, it's all kinds of different things they say. But they wait for you to walk by, and then they go, "Shooter!" And I just kind of go. Yeah, I don't know if you want to hear if you don't know the context of somebody next to you in the urinal and he goes, oh, shooter. And he has no idea what you're talking about as he stares over into your urinal. (laughs) Just saying, Chris, I that might might be a little a little awkward there. Awkward. That's the key word there, Dan. Oh, my God. Uh, Sandman, are you starting to play golf again? Because people want to know, can you play golf? And I said, well, you can play. I don't know if you're any good, but. You're, are you trying now? So about I, – I, and, Chris, I want to go out with you, man. We were talking about this. So I was yeah. – like Thanksgiving, we, we – I, I didn't golf for like 15 years since my kid, kids were born. I stopped doing it. And then I started up at like around Thanksgiving, and I've been playing every day since just trying to sneak it in. And um, – Sounds I'm like getting, somebody's getting ready for Happy Gilmore too. I do the I, I I do the normal swing when I'm playing, but um, I still I can't like yesterday I played nine. I was like, oh, I'm about to score pretty well, and then I blew up and shot an eight on one hole. I never I can't I can't get the score. I can't I can't have a score grade. How about you, Chris? You've been playing. Uh, short game is is good for me. I don't I don't drive it like you do, of course, but just to, just to, do you know how many? This is what's great about this movie and all the many years. For me to be get the entree into the pro, the PGA guys, I, I meet Rory McIlroy. I meet, I meet all these great players, JT, you know, DJ, all these guys, and they all try that shot. They all do it. It's they, they think it's the funniest thing in the world, and it's also illegal, not illegal, but a legal shot. Anything you do behind the ball apparently is legal, and just. So these guys are crushing it. And I'm going, God, they're good athletes. But I mean, it, that's what it takes. It takes a good athlete to hit that shot. But do I play a lot of golf? It's like with you, I have children. I have responsibilities. I don't get out enough. I live up in an area where my golf club is really cold right now. I can't go out there. It's like, in, you know, 30 degrees. So, uh, but I go and play a lot of charity events. 
I get invited to a lot of events and if it's raising money for cancer or whatever it is, I'm happy to do it. And uh, we have a lot of fun. It's a scramble. It's a different kind of a thing, but that's how I get out. And I love it. 25 years ago, man. Pretty crazy. Still holds up. I loved it. And I loved getting to know Chris and, and, and I, and, and I, Chris, just so you know, when you said yes to the movie, it made us so happy and, and you were known as a great actor and we kept thinking, because you know it as a great actor, it's going to just make people say, okay, we can hang with great actors, man. It was a big deal. When we said, <laughs> well, and, and Chris That's was in a quiz show and with, with Ray Fiennes. So who's a better actor, Chris, Adam Sandler or Ray Fiennes? <laughs> put me on that spot, why don't you? You put, you put Adam Sandler in a comedy, he wins. You put, Adam, you put Adam Sandler in a drama, he wins. Because how great was Punch Drunk Love? How great was, how great was the Uncut Gems? I mean, I don't know. Ray Fiennes is great, don't get me wrong, but he's very, very, very English. He couldn't have played oh. Happy Gilmore, Chris. Not yeah. a chance. Not a chance. Sam, man, that's got to feel good. I mean, you're not going to win an Academy Award, probably, but that's got to feel pretty good. That felt good. I like what, whatever uh, <laughs> fellow uh, from Shooter McGavin, I feel good. Hey, he won a Spirit Award for that, uh, for that oh. yeah, which is awesome. Where I mean, is your Spirit Award? Where do I keep it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it just, uh, it's, it's, ne- it's, next to, it's next to a punt pass and kick. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And, uh, Chris, you're a good sport. Thanks for joining us. And hopefully we have Happy Gilmore to the senior tour with uh, you guys. Uh, that would be great. But, but thanks again. We appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you, Dan. I say one thing before we go, Daddy? Sorry. Oh, everybody who uh, invited me and Chris out like, in the PGA stuff and, and, all those, uh, and all the players who were nice to us and tweeting nice stuff, the only reason I, I can't jump right into playing those tournaments is I have this stupid schedule. I can't make it those times. But sometime, me and Chris, I would love for us to go and, and play with those guys and, and uh, raise money for something. That would be the greatest. Thank you, guys. Uh, great idea. And prayers out to Tiger's, Tiger Woods right now. It's got to be tragic. I know I didn't. Uh, we didn't want to bring that up, but uh, let's hope it doesn't. It's not a career-ending thing, and uh, he's uh, he's up on his feet pretty soon. Well, he's alive. That's why I said people should celebrate the fact that he's alive. Uh, Chris, uh, thanks for joining us. The, uh, the great actor, Christopher McDonald, and, of course, the uh, great actor, Adam Sandler. Uh, thank you, guys. Love you. Love you, Tiger. Okay, you guys, thank you. Thank you, bud. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That was a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed that. Shooter McGavin, Happy Gilmore, 25 years ago. Todd did a great job in uh, putting that together. You know, maybe there is a sequel. Maybe there's a Happy Gilmore 2 where they're on the senior tour. But we were wondering, has there what, what's the great sequel? Now, we always bring up Godfather 2, but what are is there a movie that deserves or needs a sequel? How about that? Yeah, Paul. We've talked to Kevin Costner before about a lot of people wanted a Bull Durham 2 because you could see the progression of it, where the three characters go a decade down the road. But now it's 25-plus years down the road. And he'd be a manager in the minor leagues. Right. Well, Nukalush is a washout and comes to work for him. I mean, you could you could write it, but do you think there's a fear with actors about agreeing to that because it would ruin the first one? Will Ferrell said it about Elf. Yeah, I remember talking to him about it, and he just said he had to tell himself, no matter what they offer, not going to do Elf 2. He thought, I think that he thought that he was throwing away his career when he did Elf. Will Ferrell was that nervous about Elf. Uh 
But man, if you hit if you hit a home run at Christmas time, you're going to make money because that just cont- every Christmas. Terminator Two was good, right? Yeah, Paul. Aliens, not the first one, but Aliens with Sigourney Weaver, the second one. It did very well. Well, wasn't Sigourney Weaver in the first one? Yeah, but she wasn't like the feature. Ooh, she was my feature. Yeah, she was. Yes, she was. Yes, I got two sci-fi ones. Uh, Wrath of Khan is the best Star Trek, as uh, Kramer once said in Seinfeld. And Superman 2 is the one with General Zod. I don't even know if you saw it. It's like I did the, not the iconic Superman movie. Yeah, I, did, I didn't two. see any of those. No, I did not. You didn't see Superman 2? Have you ever seen a Christopher Reeve I didn't Superman? see Superman. Really? No. It's good. Son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod. That doesn't ring a bell to you? It sounds stupid. <laughs> Sounds stupid. It sounds like something you might have used as a sports center reference. That's what we, yeah. What we learned brought to you by Mercedes Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting edge tech, five star sales, service, and financial support crew. Mercedes Benz Vans, build equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all important first step into an authorized dealership today. Go to danpatrick.com. The t shirts, all of them, $10 only for today. One more item as we close out the show, and it's Dollar Shave Club. Went into the uh, grocery store this morning. Had to get toothpaste, and I also saw all the shaving stuff there. And I said, all right, Dollar Shave Club's supposed to be in the store. Let me see it. Now, I do have my razors here, but I wanted to see what it looked like. And all of a sudden, there it was. And I went, okay, that's really simple. Some shiny new packaging there, too. Yes. A whole new thing. Looks great. It's available yep. in the store now. And those other razor companies, you got to like have someone open up a special glass case. They need a special key. I never understood. <laughs> Understood that. What is that? So Dollar Shave Club has a premium six-blade cartridge designed for those who shave every day, a four-blade cartridge for less frequent shavers. They haven't come up with a blade yet. That'd be like a 50-blade for Todd, who needs to shave a couple They'll times get a there. day. It's a they work will. in progress. We're fine. But Dollar Shave Club, ingenious. They put both cartridges in one new starter box. Test drive both. You can order. You can go. DollarShaveClub.com slash Patrick. Check it out at your nearest store. You got questions. We got answers. Welcome to the club. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.